0: what's up and welcome back to the kind of funny screencast of course i'm tim gettys and i'm joined by the nitro rifle andy cortez great
1: morning everybody the big daddy greg miller nick kevin when are you gonna get some govy lights look at how good we look over here with all our lights me tim and andy goby or go home come on now
2: well come kevin on. has a good kevin's got some q lights ordered i know for his room but for me i don't know kevin what, what the should i do back stuff. here what should i do back here
3: I mean, you, lights, the problem lights. is we have too much natural light coming into our space. I know. Wait, so hold on. In, hold on. We don't live in caves like these boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's true. Were the options there 15 lights or 16 lights? <laughs> yeah, that's I don't
0: know how. Yeah. I, I don't know how LED lights yeah. work. Yeah. I, love, I love you so much, producer slash seducer Nick Scarpino. Hello, Tim. Good morning to you. Good morning to you as well. And rounding out the crew, we have the big dog, Kevin Coelho
3: manatee as close to as woman as you can get <laughs> that no! is not how you
0: intro that kevin like if you're gonna drop a joke that we referred to no, before no, the show started, so no, not explain it
1: just a little
3: no, bit whole, before, no,
1: no, full no. disclosure: Here, we had a long conversation about christopher columbus fucking manatees before this all right and that's where that is coming from and if you I read would've... his journal you'll get that joke I would have bet dollars for don't only Kevin Andy. has read Christopher Columbus's journal. All
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the takeaway. I Jesus. would have bet. I would have bet money, Andy, that Greg slacked Kevin Adair to say that when the show started. <laughs> can we restart
4: this? Man? You, don't, you, don't, uh, like, you don't
1: dare Kevin Coelho. Don't dare. <laughs> Cor- when he's coming off of giving us the history lesson that was Christopher Columbus having sex with the manatees. And you can Google it, ladies and gentlemen. They were mermaids. Like, we, need, we haven't made that clear yet. I'm sure
3: a lot need to of make listeners. You clear. You know what I mean? Nick, Andy, did you know this before
0: five minutes ago? I no. There's a
2: lot of things I don't know before doing podcasts with you guys that I just, I didn't need to know, but... We know now, and that's how it goes. This, here, all started for me, this
4: all started from me saying you guys need to watch Nirvana, the, the band, the show, because other people that we respect, other people's opinions we respect, like uh, Matt Roerbeck and Cameron Ken. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin said that they were wrong, and then I said, you're wrong about what you think. And he said, well, you know what, Christopher Columbus used to fuck manatees or something along yeah. those lines. I,
3: I mean, my <laughs> response was excellent. I'm not going to repeat it. It was excellent and well thought out, which is – Shocking to me at a 10 a.m.
1: It's rare that I'm this behind Kevin, but Kevin nailed it. And while we're just getting all this out on the table in college, right? I remember yeah. in an English class. Oh, it's a gonna be. Gonna be? <laughs> I remember in English class. There was some famous author. I forget who. It doesn't fucking matter. Well, it does matter for what this is. But in class, they we sh- they share, the teacher shared like uh his like love letters to his uh i don't know wife or whoever mistress maybe and they were fucking graphic and i'll tell you i came back and i read those to kids at the antler house because i there's things i won't even say there's words in there andy i won't even say on this thing you know you don't say them on tv words and i would like to read those again so if you know what i'm talking about (laughs) let me know what author i'm thinking of right because I can remember distinctly what I should put into Google in quotes to get what. But I assure you, I assure you, I'm going to get a lot of different results before I find what I want. It's going to be hard. I can't put in famous author quotes, right? bread, and a word I won't say. All right. Because I'm not in England. Right. I'm not in England right now. I can say that word when I'm in very old England. I can't say it right now.
0: Moon Knight. Let's go. I want The last thing I want to say on this is right before we went live, there was the question of, could it have been an accident? Anyways, this is the Kind of Funny screencast. Of course, you can get it every single week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or RoosterTeeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny screencast. It's the show where we talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. Who's of course, it? you can i know we we do a lot of other things as well it's an educational podcast uh you can get this show early for some reason by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule fargo brady pranksy and anonymous have all done thank you all so very very much today we're brought to you by me undies and maple story but we'll talk about that later i want to not waste any more time before we talk about moon knight episode three the friendly type directed by Mohammed Diab, the same dude that directed episodes one and then will be directing episodes five and six. Andy Cortez, I want to start with you. What did you think of this?
4: Um, I, it it was a slow episode for me. It, It definitely took some time for me to get going for my interest levels to stay. I think there was a lot of exposition that, um, isn't, like incredibly well-written or incredibly intriguing until I think we get towards that sort of uh sequence where we are, we're having the trial. I think that's kind of where it started picking up for me. And initially I was like, Ooh, this could get cheesy and not good for me pretty quickly with Khonshu interrupting every five seconds in the way that he was interrupting. Um, and luckily, it didn't for me. i was I was kind of like worried that, all right, o- o- Oscar Isaac, I hope you could pull this off. I love everything you do. I don't know if I'll be able to love this. and i thought I thought it was surprisingly okay. Um, and then, um, I just thought the concept of I'm going to move the stars in order to get um sort of encased in stone and be be locked up. We don't know what the consequences are for mark slash yet. Which I'm very interested to find out, but I thought all that was really fantastically done nor- near the end.
0: Kevin Koala.
3: I'm I'm in a similar boat as Andy, where this episode, like I, I'm ready for things to go faster. Obviously, the like the council of Egyptian gods was really cool, and it kind of like sets up things in an interesting way for other like uh, you know myths, like obviously. Thor in the MCU and the and the Asgard is a thing, but like there's also a lot of talk about uh, what uh, Jesus, Zeus, it's close. It's uh, close and all those you know the the Olymp- uh, olympian uh, gods. <laughs> Sorry, uh, God, i just God, thinking yeah. about Mount, <laughs> Olympus. <guys>. Mount Olympus, Mount Olympus. <laughs> but but, uh, <laughs> but um, I think by the end, it did a good job catching up um, the. The stuff they did, I, I think that like them switching back and forth with stuff is fun, but it's starting to lose its um like excitement. So now when we like don't see a fight scene because he's just switching back and forth between stuff, it's like all right, we've already seen that gimmick, and I'm kind of like, I, I guess I'm I'm ready for more story. I think Ethan, yeah, go ahead, Greg.
1: I was going to ask you, Kevin, because this is something. I thought interesting about the flashes and losing stuff. Did it do anything for you that it's an introduction of another personality like that? That seemed I, like the one upside it? to it. Yeah. Right. Cause when you remember when Mark comes back and he, and he like Steven or they've gotten out of another jam and like they've, you know, killed people or whatever. Or he's bloody. He's Steven's like, it wasn't me. Like they're, Got I think they're setting up. There's an even more brutal person inside.
3: Interesting. And no, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I, I assumed that
1: was conchu. I don't know. Yeah.
3: I, I also thought that was conchu. That's what, but that makes sense now because Conchu doesn't take over; he just tells you to do stuff, right? Yeah. So that that's interesting. I hadn't thought about it. Hmm. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Ethan Ethan Hawke is uh, just fucking killer. Um. It's one of those things that, like, it kind of ruined that. Um. The the meaning of the gods, like Ethan Hawke, just being like, "I'm not doing anything bad. I'm totally fine," and then being like, "All right, Ethan." I believe him. Go on, get out of here. But like the the end of the episode with uh, Horace, maybe? I don't know, one of the gods hanging out with Ethan was like, oh, something, something's going on. That's more interesting. Mm-hmm. So that that brought me back. But overall, I'm kind of mixed on this episode. Not one of my favorites, for sure.
2: Nick Scarpino. Yeah, I'm with the guys here. I'm starting to lose a little interest in this. I think the now that the mystery's sort of out and we're onto the adventure part of it, I'm, I'm not as enthralled. Uh, as I was when we were sort of unraveling everything. Uh, I'll say that I liked, I think my favorite part of the episode was Layla making the passport at the beginning of it. Because I was like, oh, this is a little bit, like, it's adventurous, and and, and we're starting to learn a little bit more about her, and I just like that whole back and forth she had with the passport lady. Um, And I also just think, uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in this,
1: but Greg, if we had
2: a passport guy, how cool would that be?
1: Dude, isn't it always? Because I think about it all the time, just running away, leaving it all behind. But that's one of the big stumbling blocks: is how do you get a quality driver's license? How do you get a quality passport? Honestly, for me,
2: it's just like my passport's pretty perfect still, but it's sure. always I always get the, that moment, Tammy. You'll remember this, of course. Cause I told you the story over and over again, um, where I went to Tokyo and I put my passport in my pocket and it was so humid there my passport when i when i brought it back was all shriveled up and disgusting and at that point i'm like i would get my passport guy just to remake that passport for just a little cheaper than the United States. Passport I was gonna say, department. yeah, you can still get another passport. Yeah. Oh no, I ended up, I, I ended up getting
3: more expensive. You think he's
2: going to be more expensive? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. And yeah. I'll let you guys know the prices. Uh, I do so love it. if the you, last went, 10 you went, you minutes and I haven't missed a damn thing. You went to a
1: forgery, <laughs> uh, you went to a passport forgery place and just had them forge the passport. You actually leave. Yeah. The exact same passport, <laughs> but like maybe with an updated picture,
2: you know how they never let you, pay? it doesn't matter. Um, i i i yeah i w I wasn't super into the action of this one, and I'm kind of opposite of Andy when it came to the Council of the Gods. I was just like Kanju interrupting him was comically bad in my opinion. Mm. I just every time he oh, I'm gonna start talking, I'm like, oh man, that's really the direction you gave Oscar Isaac to do that, and then the voice that he used was just I thought it was kind of i thought it was kind of cringy. Um but I did like I like the concept of the avatars like the concept that they're out there and, and the door opening and all that stuff I thought that was pretty cool and I and uh, the the one friendly avatar that he encountered I thought she did a good job too um but you know by the end of it I kind of came back around I the the visual and just the concept of him turning back the stars was really really cool <clears throat> um and I like. I think the the best moment of it was Oscar Isaac. We've never seen him switch back and forth between Mark and Stephen, and in this one he just had that moment where he, he he's talking as Mark and then kind of clicks over, and I'm like, oh, that's why that's why we cast Oscar Isaac. He's 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 really good. He's a good actor in this. Um, but I'm just starting to I'm starting to kind of wait. I, I'm at the point where I'm like, this could wrap up now. I, I'm good for this wrap up because I thought honestly the the council is kind of where they lost me. Where I'm like, all these gods wouldn't just go check. Like they wouldn't go check uh, this guy, like they'll just take his word for it. Oh, we're not gonna unleash this God that'll kill every single thing that we, we banished and like all of us in prison. They're like, right, five minute interview, cool, we got better stuff to do. What are you, what are you, doing? What are you doing? You know, it, it kind of, that to what me kind of started to lose, that started to lose me logically at least, where, where they're like, oh, because this person's sick, uh, we're not gonna take his word for it. I'm like, well, why don't you just, you know, verify. Like, follow him. What's he doing? Like, you know, I don't know. I'm in the desert. The yeah.
1: And it would be as long as the Nile. All right.
2: We got yeah. well, to leave. And, and they're like, we don't know where we hid this person. But I'm like, oh, he's probably, yeah, the guy's probably around here somewhere. Maybe we just got, maybe we keep an eye on this guy, on this on this Harold guy. Um, but, but yeah,
1: that those are my thoughts on it. Greg Miller. It's interesting. It's, you said it was back to the director of episode one because my feelings are back to what I had on episode one, where I think it's just meh night. Like, I just, like, I think uh from a technical standpoint like the rooftop fight scene that starts it or whatever like i thought was like the room level green screen bad like it was like okay that's like clearly you're not anything back there you're not in egypt whatever um i think that ethan hawk again continues to fucking kill it like i think he's like oscar isaac's great don't get me wrong like he's doing great with what he has i do like the different personalities and the switches and stuff like that but even Hawk, I think, is on just another level of like being interesting to watch and interesting to figure out the motivations. But I'm back to with Nick of the trial. I was like, even if it is, like Kevin, you're saying that there's something going on with them at the end or whatever. It was just like this seems like a waste of time that we're it's this easy to dismiss this and like, oh yeah, he was in the Nile. no you just warped him in. Like did you see him digging nonstop in the desert? Like what yeah. are you what are you using these powers for? What's going
3: on for
4: that? Also, what if he was taking a shit when he got warped in? Like, wait, you don't know what he's doing.
3: It, he wasn't like wearing the same opening, outfit, It's know, an yeah. opening. You can walk through it. Like, I think you can, you can, you can. Kevin show, don't walk. tell. They didn't show Kevin, us that. You know Kevin, what I mean? Yeah, they they how pooping, we know when, how pooping uh, works. No, Kevin, when, they didn't Moon, show me. They didn't show Moon Knight goes through it. They literally yeah, but this s- is. And a portal yeah. opens, and he's yeah. like,
1: No, it's not good enough for me. Sorry. I can't mm-hmm. do that. Can't do that Thank for you. Stargate noise. And so, yeah, I wasn't engaged for most of the episode. It's interesting. I don't know what it is. I really enjoyed last episode steven with layla Uh, i thought they had a really good chemistry in terms of what was going on but i don't like mark's chemistry with layla and so this being more of a mark and layla thing especially getting to the dude i've already forgotten with the pyramids and all the like it was like okay like you're rich and you were in madripoor that's cool but like i don't know who you are maybe you're from comics and i should know you or i will know you eventually in mcu or whatever like you, like, I mean, let me let me drop some facts here. Please so Anton, uh, Mogart, who's a thief
0: who only steals the finest jewels and pieces of art, and he always strikes at midnight. Because of that, he becomes known as Midnight Man. Uh, he was trying to be Moon Knight's sidekick, and that ended up not working out. So he turned into a villain. Um, and that's kind of like his his whole deal. But uh, the, like the sad incredible. thing is, the uh, actor died in a skiing accident like two months ago. Oh my god! Um, so oh. at the end of this episode is like a tribute to him. But no, oh, yeah.
2: That's
1: bad. Well. Uh, still that part didn't work for me uh you know i mean i it was like okay whatever like the whole and that was and then you get into it and it's back to what we talked about like i and i made the you know the cg thing from the beginning and i don't mean to harp on that like the green screen i don't think looking good there but then it's also just the the cg fight scenes i don't think look good when moon knight really starts going when the cape's doing his thing and it's just like this just doesn't look good we've seen superheroes for so long and i know we've seen them on the big screen i know there's different uh uh expectations for a tv show versus that but i think up until now and not every time but up until now for the most part disney plus has been really good about hiding the strings on that because most of the shows they've done and i might be speaking out of turn but just think of something like wandavision or even like a, a more grounded hawkeye i think has been less about the the fights and the superpowers and the things like that And i, I know that you know captain america had a whole bunch of stuff going on but like I don't know. I feel like this one's fine. A bit too close to the sun, and it's it's starting. To, it, it, the seams show, and it takes me out of it. Nick. Oh, actually, sorry. Tim, what did no, go go for it, Nick. Oh, I was going to say, yeah,
2: that's that's one of the things that I think I'm, that that's lacking in this is that back and forth. Like Hawkeye, when, when when Hawkeye started getting a little like long in the tooth, we had those those nice character dynamics between Haley Steinfeld and uh, and Jeremy Renner that I think that chemistry really kind of pushed the thing forward. I, I mean, I just I looked forward to their back and forth. I yeah. looked forward to that dynamic because it was the <clears throat> the old. You know, grizzled, falling apart, Avenger, and the youthful up and comer who wants to learn from the mentor and and his reluctance to do that. I think really was the heart of the show. Whereas in this, we're sort of getting, we're sort of expected to to really appreciate where Layla and Mark are. And I'm like, I just on that that scene on the boat, I'm like, I don't, I don't really buy that you guys are married. I don't buy that you guys know each other at all before you film the scene. Like, I actually, I agree with Greg where I think, I think it's more fun. And more interesting to watch Steven sort of fall for her than Mark, you know, being this weird protector of, you know, of her from Conchu that it's it's that weird, like 80s and 90s sitcom dramatic irony where it's like, I'm not going to tell you or not, not even sitcom, but like 80s shows where it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to protect you by not telling you what's going on. And so it's so insulting to other
1: characters when you do that. And it makes me just want to not watch shows that, that, that have that bullshit in it. And I think that's an interesting tidbit that was dropped into this one, right? Of like, oh, he hasn't even told you the truth about your dad or whatever. Say, like, well, what do you mean, whatever? And like, the fact that that is just brushed off and not immediately doubled down on and revealed. I was like, oh, like I was hoping that would come out here. Like I could have used that here. Yeah, but I'm sure they'll get to it eventually. Sorry. Now, Timothy, Robert Gettys, what did you think of this episode?
0: Yeah, I think it's it's hard because um, this being the one of the middle episodes of the show, like we're still kind of in this, the, the setting the stage for the 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 end type situation and because the show is so separate so far from the other mcu stuff it's not like we're looking forward to like a reveal or like something happening Mm -hmm. that we're familiar with so i feel like it's a little less fun to to look forward to it i've been praising the show so far for that reason but i do think that when it comes to these adventure type movies or tv shows like i always start to lose interest around this part um and i don't think that this episode did a great job of changing that for me um despite that i think that so much of this is cool as hell like i still love the designs of so many of like Kanju and like just the idea of the gods moving all the stars like i love that stuff and i'm usually not a big fan of adventure movies when they get to the part where like in uncharted even or, or something recently that we've seen where they are kind of just telling us The solution to problems Mm -hmm. and we're just supposed to believe it as opposed to like it actually kind of lining up and making sense and not that it doesn't make sense it's just it only makes sense because they're creating rules for it to make sense and it starts to this episode reminded me of like what if transformers revenge of the fallen was pretty good actually and like i don't know that that's a compliment (laughs) uh like i don't think it did enough to like be a great version of that um and i said it before but i still hear peter cullen optimus prime's voice when uh talks and i think that that like even more reminds me of transformers revenge of the fallen which is not something that i want to be reminded of uh watching an mcu show um but i i think that this show continues to do a lot of things that i really really enjoy and um i think one of those choices is focusing on steven for the first two episodes as opposed to mark mm-hmm. and i think we're starting to see the cons of that right now because none of us give a fuck about mark and we want to see more steven and we care about his relationship with layla and we don't care about marks and i think that that is a choice obviously but i think being in the moment right now it just doesn't feel good um and i agree with everybody like this and I said this last week, but this show just doesn't look great. And it bothers me. Like, I think that the uh, the CG stuff and the green screen and all of that, it's like I, I try my best to just not worry about it and just, like, what are they actually showing me? And I think when I do that, it helps a lot. But it's still just, like, kind of sad that, uh, that it, it looks the way that it does because so much of the art style is just fantastic. It reminds me of a Nintendo game a lot where it's like, damn, the art style is beautiful, but I just mm-hmm. wish that it was a little higher quality. Um, mm-hmm but uh, i think that oscar isaac continues to absolutely kill it and seeing him be able to have more actual interaction that's not just like the what's going on type stuff but now that he's actually in it a bit more the the bounce back and forth between stephen mark konshu all that i'm totally in there's nothing cooler than a trial of the gods like multiple times this episode i'm like this is fucking cool this is fucking cool and i hey that's that's awesome and i'm excited to see that coolness pay off and i think it's gonna stick the landing like i'm Still very hopeful for the show. I just feel like we're kind of in a a weird bit of a, a lull right now. But nothing cooler than having to cause a solar eclipse to call a meeting of the gods. Like, come the fuck on. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and, um, I, love that, and I love that when he did that. And then Ethan Hawke's line of like, oh, you're getting desperate, old fool, or whatever he called him. Or like, I like that kind of shit. I like that Ethan Hawke is like – wise. To, obviously, he worked for him, so he knows his tricks and what he's doing. So I love that. I love that back and forth. And I love that conversation. Ethan Hawk just talking to him and Case in Stone at the end. Great. Right? Like, so good, Greg. Yeah, I
4: I think right there we hear a lot of different motivations from Ethan Hawke's character. We hear. Um, but we've already gotten a decent sort of glimpse into their past and what their relationship was like. But I think that final conversation is so indicative of how abusive and how one side of the relationship was. And in a way it makes, I mean, that's what makes a good character when you can give uh, a good villain, rather when you can give the audience and show them reasons why this person is slightly justified in what they're doing, even though what they're doing is ultimately wrong. I think that's when you have the best writing for villains and to hear Ethan Hawk be like, Look, I I actually liked killing for you, and I and I'm disgusted with that part of me. I think that's such a cool concept, and I'm really excited to see exactly what that payoff is going to be. Obviously, he's trying to resurrect Amit, but it's just really neat to sort of hear it spoken that loudly and that clearly for the for the audience to, especially when you get that moment, Greg, when he talks to um when he talks to that I, I really forget the that character inside of that council, but he's like, and he can hear us, right? Like we think so. He he can hear me talking to him. All right, cool. Like I'm gonna go fucking spit some shit at him right now. Mm -hmm. I think
0: that's really cool. Fuck this guy up. Yeah uh real quick before i get to the the ad read i just want to say that i i'm always a sucker for the Marvel studios logo with different music and i'm an extra big fan of moon knight continuing to have iconic hip-hop samples that sample like middle eastern songs but then taking the samples and just playing them but like it's like a remix of the sample it's It's so damn cool and we get that in the credits as well for this one i'm just like yo they got some shit going and um the uh the moon knight theme is really growing on me and i love getting the full on middle eastern like choir Mm -hmm. version in this one i thought that was like super dope and i'm excited to see more of it and uh the tease of the third personality i think they're doing really well and i'm excited like it recontextualizes it great bringing up the blood stuff like it's cool to think like of the the different times where they've really focused on when there is blood or when there's not blood in episodes one and two and i'm excited to see like what rules are they going right. to give us so rewatching it it's like oh that was a personality we didn't know about yet or whatever so that's really cool but before we keep talking let me tell you about our sponsors Shout out to MapleStory for sponsoring this episode. After 17 years of rich MMO gameplay wrapped in a unique 2D side-scroller, MapleStory is ready to proudly lean into its cute, pixelated aesthetic. The aggressively cute campaign aims to showcase the unexpected juxtaposition of cuddly, smiley characters with rich, multi-layered MMO gameplay. The campaign focuses on telling a story of immense character customization, a vast array of weapons and mounts to choose from, a seemingly endless horizon of lands to explore and battle all while dealing huge amounts of damage to monsters of all shapes and sizes i know a lot of people out there love maple stories so hey come check out this armed and adorable campaign this is your world with over 40 classes and thousands of cosmetic customization options you can play how you want and there's just so much good stuff 18 years of content no signs of slowing means you'll never get bored you can go to maplestory.com nexon.net that's maplestory.nexon.net for more or you can just click the link in the description this episode is brought to you by me undies i love me undies you guys have heard me talk about me undies for years at this point i'm always wearing the me undies shirt the me undies lounge pants the me undies undies the me undies socks i can go on and on and on if me undies putting out a product chances are tim gettys is wearing them. the me undies membership is literally designed to make your life easier with free shipping and returns on every order savings on virtually everything they make exclusive sales and early access to their newest stuff there's kind of no reason not to join get super soft undies bralettes or socks shipped directly to your door and live a more comfortable life knowing you always have what you need at your fingertips when you step out of the shower. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you. Any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off for a limited time. If you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you can get 25% off your first membership item. To get 25% off your first membership item or 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com/kinda funny. That's meundies.com/kinda funny.
1: Tim, I'm glad you've welcomed us back to the show because what I'd mm-hmm. like to do is that we're all high on Ethan Hawke right now, right? Mm-hmm. And Nick, I think I'll I watch. have your vote for this. All right, I'd like to propose that we do an in review of the Before trilogy. Oh, that? That'd be fun. That'd all be right, really is every every familiar with this? Yeah, no. before sunset. You know, sunset, that trilogy. You know Richard Linklater, right? You know, of course, yeah, the, the, the storied uh, director of in making films and stuff, right? Did Dazed and Confused, and I've only heard... I, I know about these. I've never watched any of them, really. But yeah, there's the Before Sunrise in '95, before sunset in '2004, and before midnight in '2013. And Nick, you might sound like you already know more about it than it. It's basically Ethan Hawke, and some the the, the co-star the co- is oh Julia Delpy, Julia right? Delpy, who yeah. It's like basically chronicling their relationship, but it's like dropping in obviously in ninety five, two thousand four, two thousand yeah he did he yeah, he did the same thing he did with um that ch- kid yes, uh,
2: right but yeah, basically, like it's the, the the first movie was was, God, I saw it back in the day and then I didn't even remember it. and then I when the newer one came out, I think I watched all three of them. but yeah, they're it's really just about their relationship. They meet when they're traveling, and they kind of fall for each other, and then they just that's it. It's, it's just it's just capturing that one don't moment. Yeah, don't tell me anything else. Yeah, I don't tell me anything else because I want to see how to ball. I mean that's it's, it's really kind of just it's really just all about that. It's really about just touching with these characters, checking with these characters, and like Tim, we love what Ethan Hawke. Let's, let's do this. I'll tell I'll you watch. what. Can we? I we'll love do that, Days but we also Fuse have Lose to random. Famous. We have to also randomly throw Gattaca into it because I just watched that movie the other night and it's awesome.
3: We'll do that one last as if it that's was like one of Paul's right? That was their kid.
2: No, it's got Uma Thurman in it. Gattaca. Um, oh, that's wait. the
1: Monster one where. Like yeah, Remember that song, great song. No, really, that's but that's cool. Fallout Boy, right, Andy? It's got the Munster sample in it. I don't, I don't think so. Don't... <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I'll, like I'll tell you one like thing cool. I don't
4: like about this show. I don't like Mister do, Knight's head piece. It looks so so cool. Cos- it's pretty it forth. It looks so cosplay ish in real life. I think it looks cool in, in images and promotional stuff that they've been using. But in real life, it really does give that vibe of, like, when you know that Spider-Man actors aren't just wearing the mask. They have a sort of thing going over their face to kind of forfeit, like, yeah. here's the eyebrows, the strong eyebrows. And it kind of, like, forms a skull structure that the fabric is then put over. But I feel like it's that accentuated times
2: 20. Well, it's because it, it has that. Yeah, it has that structure in the mouth that they would usually do something with the power in a movie, up. right? Yeah. Well, well, like so. I think one of the things they did, obviously, that that I think really, really helped sell Spider-Man is the is the animation in the eyes and things like that. Like, really, give it that articulation. And in this, it does feel like there's mm-hmm. just a piece, like you know, piece of foam that he's looking through. And that's what I said when we when we watched the trailer originally. One of the things I didn't like. I don't like the the lighted up eyes. I want them to move like you would see those eyes moving, like a Batman, the animated series where he's actually, you know, you can see him emoting through his eyes and moving them. But in this one, it's just so static the entire time. But I do like, I prefer that look to the actual moonlight, Moon Knight look still. I think that's a cooler, more contemporary look. And I think they should, I mean, I just like that. That's, you can just tell that Steven's personality coming through.
4: The, so you, it, what it looks it? like is, it looks like there's white fabric over a Deathstroke or a Red Hood yeah. helmet. Yeah. But not a
2: death stroke from like
1: the, the DCEU, from like death from, from Like the SCW, or it's like, wow, that's just. <laughs> First off, I helped you get there, but I want you to fuck off. Deathstroke death stroke on Arrow was awesome. Wow. But you know what I'm talking about with the masks, right? Where it's like, ah, oh, those things look so uncomfortable. I thought his masks so look look good in Arrow. I mean, no, like so later big. in the seasons, that's when you get into weird or stuff. I
2: think. It's one of those things where you look at it, well, not in Moon Knight, but it, when, it, when it comes to the CW shows, you're like, how could that be practical? You can't see through that fucking thing. That's, you can't breathe through any of these masks. But, uh, but yeah, I'm Both. with you on Andy. Both okay. versions of Moon Knight are at Disneyland now, and it's super dope. Like they
0: have Moon Knight like up on the Adventures Campus thing. Like he's more just like part of the show. But then they have Mister Knight like walking around in it. It's like the, he's acting like Steven. and if you ask him questions and stuff, he's all bumbling and shit. It's like it looks dope as hell cool. with the 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 white light eyes, which is sick as hell. I want uh, to. Um, I-, I
4: also I- wanted to point out that the. Um, I'm kind of with Nick, except, like, I love the design of Moon Knight in the costume. I think it's, like, sick as hell. It reminds me a lot, though, of watching a lot of different Batman characters fight, where you are so constricted because the hood has to kind of stay in place, and... In animation, you know, that shit would be flowing a lot and it would be like really kind of cool and fluid looking. But there's still a lot of like when I want to turn, I have to get my whole upper body to turn as opposed to just my neck because the hood won't move with it. Like it's I, I think it's something that works in theory a lot better than when it's seen on
0: camera. I'm kind of coming at it from a different perspective where I feel like it's like over animated. Like I see, <laughs> I kind of expect him to move more like Batman, but it seems like he moves more like Spider-Man and it, it feels off to me. And I don't know if that's just a CG thing or whatever, but it's like, I wonder how much of the fight scenes are actually, if there even is a guy in a suit ever in the, the proper moon Knight mm-hmm. suit, because I feel like more often than not,
1: he's just zip zapping around right. and it's like, it just I, doesn't look. Right. And that's again, one of the things that throws me like I, I could be wrong but for I feel it looked like uh, in the fight scene on the ground at the pyramid guy's house, uh, when one of the dudes like grabbed him from behind, it definitely seemed like it was a dude just grabbing nothing, and they animated Moon Knight in, and then he did whatever he fucking did, and I just don't like that.
4: I wish yeah. the power set and the move set was more similar to Hella, where she, Ugh. like, her know. whole visual vibe is, I am conjuring these... Black blades and swords and shit, and I wish Moon Knight had something more along the lines of that. Where we don't really ever see, him. we've seen him grab for the crescent moon weapon a couple times, like in real life. But during that fight, it just felt like they were kind of coming out of nowhere. Out of I kind of wish that they were like, you know, uh what's the, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but they would just like appear into frame, yeah, materialize, sort of in his hand as he's throwing these things. I think that would be a lot cooler and that would go um it would make this sort of visual language of what moon knight's fighting style is um a bit more unique and more entertaining to watch um but as of right now i'm just like he's grabbing it from his chest we've seen him do that but i i don't think that that's cool enough for what the <laughs> for how
0: mystical and cool this character actually is I loved having Layla with the necklace, and the moment you see it, like, oh, she's yeah. gonna fuck someone else with those, and then she <laughs> did. And I was like, this is sick. This is really sick. Uh, and and I have to be this... a guy who like welcomed her in a very nice way at the beginning. He was like,
3: hey,
4: Layla, what's going pull on? The I'm not you, there, Andy.
3: Pull the gun on Just
0: there. fucked them up. All that matches <laughs> uh,
1: over.
0: But I appreciate the show. Everyone's been talking about how it's a little bit darker than some of the recent MCU shows we've gotten, and like that—that that suicide was like something I didn't expect to see. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, "Oh shit, okay." But then and I appreciate I, that was, he got
1: it wrong, right? The god got it wrong, where it's just yeah. like, "I thought he would have talked." <laughs> yeah, uh, and it was. Uh,
0: there was one shot at this that I was like, "This is really weird." Where he like licks the knife and gets punched.
3: Yeah, <laughs> was oh, like, yeah. I, that was huh, some overacting okay. on those those guys that I I didn't like. Yeah. yeah, they were all they were right.
1: very much all. Yeah, yeah, I'm like dragging the knives on the ground. I was like, all right. All that right.
4: overhead shot after the dude says, uh, you know, praise Amit or whatever, and then he cuts the thing and ends up killing himself. That overhead shot was like atrocious CG. That was yeah. some of the worst stuff I think the show has offered so far. Uh, as a, you know, it, even though I say that in like the fight scene that preceded that on the rooftops with the really bad the room cg like greg was mentioning earlier because that overhead shot was like i feel like 99 percent cg it just and man it's just they they can't get it right right now and i don't know if it's like the lighting or the locations that they're choosing it just but looks it's, really bad it's
3: wild because you think it would be a problem money could solve you know and they have lots of money you know
1: are they have a finite
3: amount. Like you don't have like a blank checkbook, right? You gotta allocate right. that somewhere, Kevin.
4: Kevin, what it, do you think this is like a Disney's fucking mood night sort of thing? Like they're fucking Pixar.
3: No, it's it's obviously not that intense.
0: Oh, you know? oh okay. Yeah. I do like <laughs> getting do a, a couple more references to the MCU at whole with Madripoor being referenced uh when we first saw a city i was like oh shit like it's Matterpoint. I it was like not at all it was like egypt but then later when they referenced yeah, it i was yeah, like yeah. okay cool this is kind of i like that it's connecting uh but i am really interested now in next week and i wonder if they'll even get into it in the rest of the show but like the whole dope ass looking solar eclipse like moving all the stars and all that stuff was that an illusion was that real does that what effects does that actually have because when you start to think about the ramifications in the mcu like that world has had some shit go down in like a year time period yeah. where fresh off the Eternals right where there's now like this giant celestial in the earth like partly coming out and then all the purple shit from no way home and like just everything that's been going on it's like
1: shit the is earth. ratcheted up man <laughs> the earth is like give me a break man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus it's definitely yeah it's like all the stuff that you th- I think we all forget as comic book readers you know you just don't think about that much in terms of like the back-to-back week-to-week money Month to month these four people are looking at it but yeah in a universe that has been so grounded and dealt with it like with support groups for endgame and all that kind of shit like to get here now and have all this crazy shit happening all the time like people must be going out of goddamn minds <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just um, i'm interested in the
0: ramifications of this in particular because i i get the vibe that it's not just going to be glossed over like i feel like there has to be some level of like what wh- just happened there and how is it going to oh. affect
1: oh i bet it's glossed over I yeah. yeah, I think it's glossed over. Yeah, I don't think, think it don't, was. Maybe you'll get one throwaway comment from a NPC or whatever next next week about the fact that like, yeah, whatever we got like, the move you know stars moved all weird last night or two nights ago. Well, because they referenced that he's he's not supposed to be doing that. Yeah, which kind of gives you the vibe he's gonna do it again.
0: But
2: yeah, but maybe I think the reference was just because that they, they don't, like, for whatever reason, they want to stay hidden. And when I mean,
1: yeah, I thought that down, was referencing the fact that yeah. he did the eclipse, and then like, all right, cool, you already know that they hate that. I've already pushed it, and now I'm going to move the stars, so I'm getting encased. But right. yeah, mm. yeah, I don't. But think even that the that eclipse, hurts. right? Everybody's like, all right, even Hawk's like, keep digging. Don't worry, this is <laughs> <the bullshit." laughs> don't worry about all that.
4: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I really just thought that it was a way to get caught again. I don't think he's going to do it again, but. I don't know if there is any fallout from it. I, I, I agree with Greg. I think somebody might mention it or we might in the future hear about it in the movie when they go, oh, you were the reason the whole stars did blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think it's going to have any long lasting effects, even though, Kevin, if you destroy the moon, what does that mean for Earth? Yeah, uh, little, it means all the, means the little manatees little, can't find I mean, their way back to the boat. They'll figure
0: <laughs> it out eventually. Uh, any final thoughts on this episode, boys?
4: Um, I feel like I've just been liking the show less and less. And that bums me out um, because I think it's one of the strongest starts to end the MCU show um, and having that ending was just so exciting. And I think the mystery of it all had me more intrigued. And now that we're kind of getting into the nitty gritty of it, it has lost me a little bit and that that kind of bums me out. But hopefully they pick it up just and I say that because I think a lot of we have several friends who have watched through most of the show, except for the final episode, like they always do.
0: No, and they have. They've only seen one more. They've oh,
4: only they've seen only the seen Netflix. one more. And okay, the fifth
0: it. episode accidentally got set to like four people in the world. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, otherwise,
4: it. that's it. Got it. Okay, I, I just feel like with people that I know that are pretty high on this show, um, so I'm hoping that it does turn around for me pretty soon.
0: Yeah i'm I'm hopeful and i, I think it's gonna stick the landing i think this is probably gonna end up being one of the stronger shows but i highly doubt it's gonna end up being one of my favorite shows and that kind of bums me out but hey hopefully they turn that around
1: yeah i'm in the point where i'm not i don't look forward to it like i'm not like dreading it don't be wrong what uh, was me i gotta watch a fucking cartoon or a comic book show like i like that obviously but i'm not i don't sit down and hit play and be like oh yeah let's go what's you know what's mark and steven getting into today it's like all right let's see where they're gonna do yeah now, in hawk I let's him. just do the before trilogy in review yeah cameron I, I, kennedy knows what i'm talking about i hate to keep
2: bringing it back but like i i want these shows so badly to hit on the peacemaker mark for me where mm. i just look forward to, to seeing what's happening in that weird wild world and uh they just it, this one they kind of they're kind of following the same flow for me every single time we go where i'm like i'm interested and then as as the episodes go on by the time we get to episode three and four i'm like all right let's just see how this one wraps up and again these are it's it's they're not bad shows they're just they're just I just wish they were slightly more. I wish they could hit that like HBO
3: Max mark, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I am Oh, I was going to say I'm in the same boat as everyone where it's like I, I, I'm very much in the same boat as as Nick where it's like, yeah, I really wish these were better. And it's like people have been talking about a comic book hero like fatigue, you know, uh, and mm-hmm. um, if they keep making stuff that's like this, it's very like eh, it's fine. I could watch this or if it's starting to feel like I could miss this and they really need to move away from that um, because, you know, keep me keep me wanting more.
2: Well, it's going to also dilute like the the, all the characters, right? The more we the more we get stuff that's like just okay, the more it's everything gets diluted and you just start thinking that maybe we don't, you know,
1: it's not as special as it once was. My biggest fear, and I feel like this is starting to drift towards that, is proving Jared Petty right. Where Jared Petty no, is, on. every time they that. announce a new MCU show, like, I'm I'm just a big old grump. I want to smoke cigars and play physical games. And he's like, and I'm like, well, I enjoy this. He's like, isn't there a saturation point? And I'm like, fuck off, Jared Petty. And if it turns out that yeah, like, Moon Knight's the one, where I'm like, I don't, know, I don't really didn't need to watch this. Didn't want to watch this. Yeah, I hate Jared Petty being right. But luckily, nobody has yeah, to tell him, right? so That'd be cool. He's be cool. on the internet.
2: He'll never know. He'll never see this.
0: Well, Ooh, let us you know in the comments you. below what you think. Until next time, love you all. Goodbye.